Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you break camp, is your rotation set? Let's ask uh, Joe Patrick. He is, of course, our Braves expert, and he joins us this morning on the waitfor.com hotline. Morning to you, Joe. Morning, guys. Good to be with you again. Good morning. Good morning. So as John alluded to, has Felix Hernandez done enough to be considered uh, a starter in this five-man rotation for the Braves? I think so. You know, coming into the season, at least with with the two open spots that are that are open for competition, I think that you have to think that Felix Hernandez has done everything that the Braves would have asked him to do at this point, right? He's got, I think, a sub two ERA so far in spring, and for most guys, the the stats are not that important in spring. You're working on some things, but I really think for Felix. Putting up the numbers was important for him because he was a guy who really had to prove himself having put up really, really bad numbers over the last uh, two or three years. So I think that he's done everything that the Braves would have hoped with their, you know, this is probably best case scenario for them in terms of what he's done this spring. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see him not making it. Now, granted, he is not on the 40 man roster, so they would have to kind of jump through a, a hurdle or two that they wouldn't have to with Sean Newcomb and Kyle Wright, both of who are on the 40-man roster. But still, I, I don't think that, that that's going to deter them. I think that Felix is at least good enough to start the season in the rotation. Now, maybe when Cole Hamels comes back and Felix hasn't been great over the six weeks or whatever, just um, by the time Hamels comes back, maybe at that point they do say, you know what, it was a million dollars, but you know, let's cut ties here. I'm not necessarily saying Felix is going to be in the starting rotation throughout the season, but I think at this point he certainly seems to have earned his spot. Yeah, Joe, who knows? I mean, he could go out there and light it up. I mean, he is, he uh, you know, developing, uh, you know, he, he's a smart guy, so he had to go, okay, I'm not the pitcher I was when I, when I showed up in the majors at 19. I don't throw it, you know, 100 miles an hour anymore, and so I have to be much more of a pitcher and really work around things, so we'll see what he has. I, my contention, Joe, is that not only is Felix in the rotation, I think the rotation itself is set. I think it's Soroka, Freed, Foldy. Newcomb? You're right, Soroka, Freed, Foldy, Felix, and Newcomb. I think those five are your guys in some order. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I think that the the way that things are are turning out, I think that it looks like more likely than not that Kyle Wright will just start the season in AAA. That way he's at least pitching every five days. Again, he's already on the 40-man roster, so if you ever do need him, if there's a late injury or a scratch or something and you need him to come up as long as you haven't pitched the night before or something he can just come right up and, and pitch for you so you've got him in reserve it's just tough for him you know because he's been one of if not the best Braves starting pitcher throughout spring training but you know that's the way it goes with young players sometimes sometimes they just have to kind of wait their turn a little bit longer but you know I think the the future is very bright for him of course and I think that the Braves 
if he does start in AAA, I wouldn't see it as an overreaction that the Braves see him in a certain light or something like that. I think that the Braves still have very high hopes for Kyle Wright. This is a numbers game right now, and, and, it's, and it's a situation that the Braves, um, it's, it's one of those uh, champagne problems, as they say, where it's, you just have too many pl- good players fighting for not enough positions, you know? Same thing at third base with, with the Austin Riley and Johan Camargo situation, uh, which is a whole other story, but, that, you know, it's where, one of those things where you've got two players that you really could go to, but you've only got one position for them, so you're, you're kind of, you know, it's a, it's a problem you, you want to have if you're a Braves front office. Uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking to Joe Patrick. 92.9 The Game. Braves Insider on the WaveForward.com hotline. So speaking of that, Johan Camargo, Austin uh, Austin Riley. Riley. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say Austin Rivers. It just <laughs> jumped in my head watching this NBA. But, yeah, who do you think has gotten the, the nod to start at third base? So since spring training started, I've always felt like Johan Camargo has the inside track for this job. I think part of it, a big reason why, is if you just look at their profiles, uh, you know, Johan Camargo's 25 or 26. He's not really a prospect anymore, where mm-hmm. where Austin Riley still is kind of in the development phase a bit. And I think that for that reason, if you want to maximize the values of these players in terms of what they can give you at the major league level and then down the line, if they can give you anything in the trade market, then you want to kind of set them up so that Johan Camargo has the inside track and it's his position to lose. And I can't really, for as good as Austin Riley has been this spring, you can't say that Johan Camargo has clearly clearly lost the job to him. You know, both players have just been red hot, and it's one of those things. Now, there's a situation Brian Snicker has come out and said that it's going to be very difficult for both of these players to be on the roster on opening day because he wants these guys starting in one position, preferably at third base, uh, consistently and then getting at bats consistently and it's a tough one because in my opinion you you generally put your best players on the team and at least to an extent where they can play you have your your bases covered so to speak on the bench and I think that when you look at the one bench spot that the Braves have that is quote-unquote open or open for competition it's a it's one that is typically penciled in for a guy like Charlie Culberson you know your your general utility guy who can play all sorts of positions, can give you a little bit of pinch hitting, things like that. And to me, that's a perfect situation for Johan Camargo. I mean, Johan Camargo is that guy who, he was supposed to be that guy last year who was a utility player who could give you some pop, uh, who could play different positions. And Brian Snicker said that and kind of alluded to his struggles last year stemming from the fact that he was in that role. And to me, that's just not, I, you know, I'm not, I, I, Brian Snicker has forgotten more about baseball than I'll ever know. I'm, I'm perfectly willing to admit that. But to me, Johan Camargo can do all the things that Char- Charlie Culberson can do, except maybe for pitching the ninth inning when you're down 10 nothing, um, And he can give you a little bit more at the plate. So I, I, I would love to see them both on the opening day roster. I certainly understand uh, if they don't, I understand why the reasoning is the case, but it's just one of those things, again, it's going to be another tough decision for Braves management. Talking with uh, Joe Patrick, he covers the Braves for us as the Braves take on the uh, Twins today. Ronald Acuna will uh, uh, play um, in um, right field. Actually, I think he's a center field today now that I see the lineup. He's a center field today, which is interesting, and he will, of course, lead yeah. off in this game. And, and uh, Ozuna will bat third and play left, and so they, because of the nature of the spring training, Adam Duvall's uh, batting cleanup here and playing right field. 
which is also interesting. Uh, but uh, they're going to put uh, Ozuna in at third. you have any concern about uh, Ozuna having to kind of find his game here before they break camp? Not too concerned. Not too concerned. I mean, I think with some of these guys, it's just they got to get their timing down. And, you know, hey, Marcel Ozuna could very well start off the season kind of in a, in a bit of a slump. Some of this will carry over into the first week or two of the season. But eventually you got to look at things longer term. And, and Marcel Ozuna was brought into this team to be, you know, a, a certain player for you, the cleanup, the cleanup batter, obviously, for the Braves. And you just have to trust that that's the guy you're going to get. And you have to look at it over a longer sample size. And, of course, at this point in the season, guys are still just kind of working out the kinks in their swing and that kind of thing. Now, I will say that the fact that he is on a one-year deal, if for some reason he is, this slump is to be some real protracted thing and it is a problem, you know, the Braves have a glut of outfielders, and this team is really just kind of primed to make a trade at some point. And if Marcelo Zuna was brought in to be your cleanup hitter, the guy who, you know, theoretically replaces Josh Donaldson in that role, and he's not giving you the numbers that Donaldson gave you last year and giving Freddie Freeman the protection that Donaldson gave Freeman last year, then I could definitely see, you know, there's an opportunity for a trade at some point. But, I, you know, that's kind of getting ahead of, of the question, which is that, I'm not. I'm not like necessarily expecting um, the spring training results for him to necessarily carry over long term into his season. But you know, you, you always have to have contingency plans, and I do think that the Braves are set up to enact some of those contingencies if needed. You know, one of the things we talked about earlier, Joe, on the show is I know that a lot of fans, um, you know, expressed a lot of anxiety and concern, primarily around Donaldson, primarily also around the fact that they didn't go out and get a starter be above and beyond Felix Hernandez and Cole Hamels, uh, and we'll see what those guys can give you, that the Braves weren't taking those next steps to become a World Series contender. But I, I hope that fans have settled down, Joe, to the point where I think what you've seen so far in the spring, notwithstanding their record, because I don't care about their record, is uh, the a team that I think if you watch them at all and you see what they're capable of doing has to be, in my estimation, the team to beat in the NL East again. Yeah, you know, the Braves are in an interesting spot because they have a roster that is full of guys who just have inherent upside, inherent potential that that they expect to continue to be fulfilled as a lot of these guys improved last year. Even when you're looking at a guy like a Dansby Swanson, he has a lot more room that he could improve, and he could be a much better player this year than he was last year if he can stay healthy all year. I think we saw that in Ozzie Albies last year. Ozzie Albies was a better player last year than he was the first year. He literally gave you more value, and you didn't have to go out and trade or you know take, sign a free agent to make that happen. That's just part of his natural evolution. Even a guy like Ronald Acuna, who's one of the best players in the game, same way. You know, So you, there, there are lots of players, and then if you look at the pitching staff, Mike Zaroka, Max Fried, we all expect those guys to just continue to get better. And I think the Braves do too, so they see – I think that they see their needs in, at least in the free agent market, was not to go out and buy guys that are going to supplant some of this potential that could that that's going to continue to grow. I think that they just saw that they needed to go in and fill in gaps and fill in holes. I do. I would say, as as far as the pitching goes, especially with what we're seeing from Felix so far this spring, you almost wonder if you have. Uh, you know, surplus to requirements in terms of what you wanted to get out of Cole Hamels and what you might get out of Felix Hernandez, which is a guy that is, can essentially give you what Julio Tehran was last year, who's basically an innings eater, a guy who's going to be consistent, a guy who's going to be able to go out there every fifth day and give you a chance to win games. 
And if that is the case, you know, is there a chance for them to potentially upgrade one of those spots and get a guy who could potentially be a guy you wouldn't mind going out there in a playoff situation if that if that turns out to be a situation that the Braves are in. So again, I think there are potential areas where this team can maneuver during the season to improve the ball club, but right now they have a lot of just inherent room to grow. Joe, as always, thanks for the insight. Do appreciate it. You're the man, Joe. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.